Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for, I don't know, let's call it Friday, January 25th. Is that right? Is that what Friday would be? It's not actually Friday, January 20th, 26th. I can't even get my days right. Um, it is Friday, January 26th when you are listening to this. At least that's what I just decided off the top of my head that we would release this on Friday, January 26th. If you're listening to this right now, I'm probably on a plane to Cancun to celebrate a good friend of the show, Matthew Fiedler's wedding. Congratulations to Matthew and his lovely, uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, his lovely wife, Jonky. Um, in case you missed part one uh, of this episode, uh, this doesn't really even make sense then. The intro music, all the fun stuff. Basically, uh, we're recording two shows back-to-back on Sunday, January 21st, which is something I almost never do here on the Beantown Podcast. In fact, I've never done anything like this where we record two sessions uh, in a row and then just release them on different dates. Just happened due to scheduling conflicts and scheduling issues. Uh, but if you missed part one, it has nothing to do substance-wise with uh, part two, uh, because part one, we power ranked the months. Part two, we're going to be going through some uh, some personal memorable stays, and we even got a uh, memorable, for all the wrong reasons, stays based off of a, a funny meme that's been going around the internet that i am uh, been enjoying. And uh, we even got a honorable mention, a chip-in from uh fiancé of the show, Rachel Ramos, so that's going to be good. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this show. Number one, occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. We already shouted our friends in Pakistan on part one. We shouted our ad sponsors on part one. Uh, we will have a brand-new trivia question of the week for you here today. And... Um, all that, all that fun stuff. So, uh, this is part two, but it's really just a separate thing. It's complicated. It's confusing. Speaking of part two, separate thing. I read so Mission Impossible Seven, which they don't use the numbers; they just give them different titles. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One came out in summer of 2023, I think it was, and it was unique when they when they released the title Dead Reckoning Part 1 because Mission Impossible movies have always had distinct titles. Mission Impossible, and then I guess Mission Impossible 2 is just Mission Impossible 2, and then Mission Impossible 3 is just Mission Impossible 3. But then they moved away from that, and then it was Mission Impossible 4, um, whatever it was, Rogue Nation. 5 was Ghost Protocol. 6 was... Um, Whatever it was, that's my favorite one, and I can't remember what it was called. Um, and then Mission Impossible Seven was Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, the issue with Mission Impossible Six is you Google uh, MI Six and you get the fallout. That's what it was. You Google MI Six and you just get the the British, you know, CIA, whatever it is. And you're like, that's not very helpful. Fallout. That's what it was. But definitely my favorite one. Anyways, what I'm getting at here is. This is Bean Tom Podcast, recorded on January 21st, uh, technically part two, because I just decided to call it that, but we're just recording on uh, uh, the day and back to back, but it's actually Friday, January 26th, when this is released, if everything goes well with how I set things up on SoundCloud, so... Let's uh, jump into, uh, of course, you have to start with this week on the campaign trail. Now, this is interesting because uh, on our previous episode that you listened to five days ago, uh, Trump had uh, won the Iowa caucus going back to you know MLK Day. And uh, you know Nikki Haley was still in it. Ron DeSantis was still in it. 
uh, Vivek had dropped out and endorsed Trump. Now it's Friday, January 26th, and we've already had the uh, New Hampshire primaries. So some you know wild stuff that happened uh, four days ago, three days ago in the New Hampshire primary. Of course, Trump won. We all knew that, but who would have thought that you know Nikki Haley would have rode into the polls on a uh, a, a miniature horse, which is pretty cool. And we didn't realize that Ron DeSantis was actually a lizard person the whole time. And, of course, no one expected that uh, Michelle Bachman was going to be a surprise entrance into the, into the Republican primary this year. But she surprised us all. Crazy stuff that happened at the New Hampshire. That's what they say about New Hampshire. You never know what you're going to get in New Hampshire. It's wild, it's crazy, it's unexpected. So big shakeup here on the campaign trail this week. Um, pretty shocking that it happened uh, three days ago because we definitely recorded after. Um, but we're talking bad stays here. And this was born out of, so it's a good meme on the internet. So I had never seen this image before. Basically, the images of Hillary Clinton when, you know, probably back in like 2016 or something, she's on the campaign trail. <laughs> and the picture is just timed perfectly. From the context I've read, she is like touring a working class family's home. Touring, I guess, is not the right word, but just like in a home and just trying to connect with the, you know, Joe Sixpack. Let's say it's what uh, Sarah Palin would say back in the day. But the picture that they have of her is timed perfectly where she's just like, standing in a in a doorway turned to look at look like towards the camera and her face just looks mortified and so the joke is basically like you know she's so out of touch um with working class families and she looks mortified by their living conditions this image has got to be you know super old super i mean eight years and so (laughs) when the the uh, today's uh, uh, AFC divisional round game between the Bills and Chiefs got set up. It's Patrick Mahomes' first ever road game in a in a playoff uh, competition, which is shocking because this is like his fifth or sixth year of going to the playoffs. But they are finally uh, they are higher or a lower seed the Chiefs are than the Bills, so they're traveling to Buffalo. The meme is basically Taylor Swift when she has to book a hotel room or Taylor Swift in the nicest hotel room in Buffalo. And it's just the, <laughs> the Hillary Clinton. Uh, look, if you don't know it, go find it on Twitter or Reddit, whatever you want to do. Well, this inspired me as I was riding the bike this morning. I was like, what should we, what should we check in on here on a uh, part two? Um, although we definitely recorded this Friday, January 26th, even though we're currently on a flight to Mexico. Um, so here we go. These are just a couple hotels, and there's some recency hotels, motels, Airbnbs, all that good stuff. Recency bias. Uh, you know, I don't. I wasn't keeping meticulous notes of all the places I stayed when I was nine years old, ten years old. So I don't know for sure exactly. Uh, you know what I'm missing out on. But here are just some stays that that I've had over the years. Then we got some honorable mentions. We got a chip in from Rachel um, that uh, weren't weren't my you know all time favorite stays. And I will say here, I don't mean to uh, offend anyone. Um, if there's, you know, especially we get into like the honorable mentions, these are things that were just like family things growing up um, that uh, it's, you know, hopefully we can just all laugh at it now. 
but I don't mean to sound, uh, I don't know what the word is. Privilege is not exactly what I'm trying to say, but ungrateful, you know, cause I wasn't paying for these stays, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, a couple of things that I thought of that weren't even in my notes off the time I had, but we'll kick this off. My brother Walt and I drove from Chicago to Oregon, uh, for Thanksgiving a couple years, uh, I don't know, probably like eight, eight years ago, something like that. And we spent one night in our car in like Eastern Colorado, Western Nebraska. I don't remember exactly where we were, but it was very cold on those plains. And uh, we were so cheap, you know, we weren't going to get a hotel room or something. So we just pulled off to like a rest stop. And the car was so full that you couldn't recline seats or anything like that. So we just kind of sat there, turned the car off, wore our winter coats, and tried to do that overnight for like six hours. And I think I kind of dozed in and out for about an hour or two, but it didn't go very well. I was so cold. And so I just went inside to the rest stop and sat on the toilet because it was warm for about two hours. And eventually came out, and I think I think uh, Walt and I got going uh, and got to our next stop fairly fairly shortly after that. But the honorable mention uh, of that trip is that we spent two nights uh, later because we spent, we spent a long time, or maybe it was just the next night. I don't really remember. But we spent a long time uh, with friends, with Walt's friends in Colorado. We ended up staying at a hotel near Boise, Boise, I think is how you're supposed to say it. And I don't remember too much about that hotel other than um, – I think like the you're supposed to like swipe your card to be able to open the door and stuff late at night. And that thing was broken and they'd woke up in the morning and I totally, uh, listener discretion, I think is advised. I don't remember if we said this, uh, when you're listening to the being top podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some language. I'm this podcast is objectively terrible. I totally fucked up the waffle machine. One of those older ones where you definitely have to spray it or else it's going to really be a pain in the ass. Well, uh, whatever the hundred percent version of that is, that's what I did. Cause it was bad. So I don't feel too good about that. Not really a bad stay. It was my own fault, but just something I thought of as part of that stay as well. Um, oh, when Rachel and I was having this conversation with a good friend of the show, John Paul Pendowski, he and I got coffee um, a couple of days back. And we were just talking about like, um, you know, starting your relationships and, you know, what is it like when you're at your partner's parents' house and like sleeping arrangements and stuff. And so I had to think back to when Rachel and I started dating four years ago, but I remember one of the first times I ever stayed over, we we, we um, shared a bedroom, Rachel's bedroom growing up, but I wasn't allowed to sleep in the same bed yet, and so I slept on the futon, which is still in there, I believe. I think it's, well, there is a futon in the bedroom. I think it's the same futon. That thing is not good for sleeping. Man, it's just, it's not like a comfy kind of couch or something like that. It's just like hard as a rock uh, futon. And I remember just sleeping on that and, you know, blanketed and pillow, all that good stuff. But it's kind of like sleeping on a sleeping on a wood board, basically. It was not uh, prime, not ideal. So glad, uh, glad I have moved off of the futon and into the regular bed uh, when we get to get the pleasure of visiting Betty and Jose. Thank, thank you, uh, Betty and Jose for all of your generosity over the years, of course. Uh, but going back, those those two were off script here because I just thought of them kind of recently. Uh, recently, some other things that have been rough, and again, some some recency bias for sure here. But um, 
you know, last time I went out west, I did a big west road trip. I think it was fall 2021. And my first stop, you know, I was in and out, started in and out of Phoenix, started and ended in Phoenix. So my first stop, I go up to Flagstaff because I wanted to hike the Grand Canyon the next morning, and I did. Flagstaff is like the closest you can get without paying a ton um, because as you get towards the Grand Canyon, there's almost nothing there and everything's expensive. So I stay in just like the shittiest, the the cheapest thing I could find in Flagstaff. I think it was like 40 bucks or something. And I think it was one of those deals where it was on Airbnb, but it was actually just like a regular motel. It was just one of those things where you like check in. I think when I checked in, it was like an Indian college student working and the person in front of me, they were barking about something, but I had to wait a while and listen to them. And it was one of those things where you can just tell when you get there is like, this is rough. It's right on the street, ground level, that type of thing. And then, you know, you just like park your car and you're walking in. There's all sorts of vagrants. Great word. V-A-G-R-A-N-T-S. Mulling about. Another great verb. Mulling. And you're just like, boy, this is rough. But get in there. One of those places where there's just, you know. You could just walk in and you're like, this place, uh, I could easily be murdered here. I think of the, um, the the famous hotel or motel scene in No Country for Old Men where Josh Bullen's in one room and uh, Del Toro. Is that No, it's not Benicio Del Toro. It's uh, what's-his-face. We don't have time to go through all of this stuff. Anton Chigurh, it's the character's name, is next to him, Javier Bardem. And they're like, the money's in the vent and stuff, and he shoots and whatever, yada, yada, yada. That's basically what it was like, this place in Flagstaff. So I wasn't that bummed when I uh, had to wake up, or I made myself wake up at like 3.30 a.m. the next morning. So I could get to the Grand Canyon and start hiking by 5. But, yeah, that hotel in Flagstaff was uh, was pretty rough. Um, another motel room or hotel room that was interesting, when my brothers and I went to Anchorage, um, we stayed basically our trip, or we went to Alaska. We stayed in Anchorage for like two nights. Then we went hiked in Denali, stayed there for one night. We came back to Anchorage for one night and stayed there. We stayed at the same hotel in both of our stints in Anchorage, but because they were split up, we had different rooms. First room, fine, no problem, nothing fancy. Two, you know, double beds, queen beds, something like that, no problem. The second time we come back, first we we came back, we checked in. It was like midnight. Uh, because we had been hiking in Denali all day, and then we had a whole episode at a bar where they thought I was someone else and almost got shot, which was wild. PBR and Doritos. I think that's what we had for, for dinner before we stopped at a diner back in Anchorage. Anyways, my brothers will remember this better than I would, but we checked in. We tried to check in, and they were like, your room's not ready. It's like midnight. It's like, there's a, what, what are you doing? Or maybe they overbooked. They didn't have a room. We waited around in the lobby for like 45 minutes, which is brutal. When you've been hiking all day, you just, you know, sat in a car for like four hours. And we were just like, this, this stinks. Anyways, eventually we get put up in a room. I'm trying to remember all the things about it. I think there was blood on the floor. It was, it was a room that was like under construction. It was like not supposed to be open to the public. Or that's not the right way of saying it. Not bookable, basically. There was uh, maybe no toilet paper. I can't remember. And I don't believe our beds had any blankets or anything of that sort. It was just, uh, it was a rough night, but you were so tired. I think I remember waking up and in the morning being like, there's no toilet paper, having to go to the front desk and getting some. So good stuff in Anchorage. First time around at that hotel, no problem. Second time, not great. Uh, this one wasn't terrible. It was just 
wild when I uh, we talked about this on our show. When I stayed at the pediatrician's office in Connecticut, I've never stayed in like a single room before that had a a sink in it. It was just uh, and then the bathroom was you know shared for the entire floor. I remember going in there early in the morning to shower before getting out of there and going to the Finger Lakes and just being like, there's like this one shower on this floor. There's who knows how many people staying here. And that's, it was one of those things too. It's, you know, this old house that used to be a doctor's office and I was just single occupancy Airbnb rooms. And I could never tell in, in, when I was in there, like how many people were in here. But thank God my door locked. The whole thing was just kind of like unnerving. Was, I don't know. There was, I, I didn't have any bad experiences there, but it was just like, there's a lot of people up here. Cause there's just like a lot of doors that are all closed. You can hear some people. And I was like, I don't know who actually is here. Who's not. So didn't see anyone when I went into the bathroom, took my shower, but you know, the whole thing is just like a big bathroom with one toilet, a couple sinks and one shower. And it's just like open to everyone. So got in got out of there no problem but staying in a pd old pediatrician's office interesting stuff i stayed at a an inn in jackson new hampshire uh when i was still potentially plotting to uh summit mount washington which did not happen because of the conditions but this this inn was owned by this crazy lady who'd been in all sorts of um like discrimination lawsuits um for basically harassing I think it was a Islamic or a Muslim woman when she tried to check in at the hotel. And uh, I ended up reading that stuff, that story before I checked into this place in New Hampshire. And I was mortified when I got it. Definitely had a little bit of a, a shining atmosphere going to it. And it was one of those places where the carpet smells really bad. And there, yeah, there's some cockroaches, but I don't know. Maybe it's still around. Another one of those things, same trip as the uh, pediatrician's office where I was just like, trying to do this as cheaply as I could, but survived. Another another instance where I got out of there at like 6 a.m. I just like wanted to abandon ship before I could get murdered, basically. We've mentioned this a couple of times, in fact, recently, but um, when I did our year one special, uh, I stayed at an Airbnb in Virginia, rural uh, southwestern Virginia, and uh, using the space heater, um, I ended up losing power to most of the outlets in there. Of course, later I would cook a, uh, an Aldi, I think it was Aldi, I don't remember, uh, a frozen pizza on a pancake griddle did not work very well. And I was, you know, the whole time I was there, my, my hosts weren't home. It was a basement unit under their house and I did not have access to a circuit breaker. So I had like, I think two or three outlets in there that worked, um, which is just like, you make do with it, but space heaters got to use one of them and you need some kind of light too. So it was uh, somewhat shabby, S-H-A-B-B-Y, uh, living conditions. But we survived. I survived. I think it was there for two nights, three nights. Can't remember. But anyways, I made it. Uh, my whole year living at 715 uh, West Diversity Parkway. Just uh, it was well documented because that was what season four, season I guess season f- four slash five, I think, of Beantown Podcast. But uh, pretty rough. Um, just living on a ground floor and, uh, first time in in my life in an apartment I've ever had big ant issues, but that was, that was pretty unnerving. That one was not, it was not fun to have ant issues, um, where you're just like sitting on the couch and you see, you're like, you got your coffee table, your TV, a very Spartan setup, 
and all of a sudden you like look down and there are ants crawling up your legs. Not super nice. Not something that I really enjoyed. Uh, we got, you know, for the most part, the ant issue got solved. Although I remember it was like, you know, they would come in from the front door, but then they also had a colony behind the mirror in the bathroom. And, um, it took me a while to like figure out those holes. I had to, I had to watch them for a while, but then I like plugged them up with toothpaste or toilet paper. I can't remember which, but, um, just, you know, the whole time kind of unnerving. Other really bad thing about, well, there are a lot of bad things about that place, but just, it took so long to get the smoke smell out of there. I still have it, you know, a, a, whatever it's called, a, a, a carbon, not a carbon diffuser, but, or an ozone, not a carbon, like an ozone diffuser or something like that. Basically, this machine you turn on, and you're supposed to leave your apartment for like two hours, let it run, and then you set it on a timer, almost like you're like bug bombing your apartment or something like that, but it helps clean the air, basically. I still have it. Thankfully, haven't had to use it, um, you know, since then, but... It never completely fixed it, but it definitely helped. But tough, uh, tough. And that was one where I could like hear everything going on with my upstairs neighbors too. They, I'm sure they could hear me. Not that there was too much to hear, but yeah, not a fun place. Uh, plowing ahead here, um, getting into some honorable mentions soon. But just broadly speaking, and this happened all the time growing up, but anytime you woke up uh, as a kid, you were sleeping on an air mattress and there was a leak in the air mattress. And so you wake up and you're firmly on the floor. Not one of my uh, more favorite experiences. Um, Rachel submitted one. Uh, actually, a couple here, I think. This was the Quality Inn in Champagne, uh, forever known now as the Low Quality Inn. It was senior year. The apartment wasn't ready for uh, the apartment where she's going to live wasn't ready when she had to get down there for a sorority recruitment. And so, along with a couple of friends, she got the hotel room at the Low Quality Inn. I think the biggest. Uh, deal breaker from my conversation with her earlier today was that the carpet was wet. In fact, it was sopping, S-O-P-P-I-N-G. Uh, it smelled like cigarettes. So uh, her friend, who also liked to smoke, lit up just to kind of feel included in the atmosphere, if you will. They needed one of those ozone uh, ozone diffusers. A uh, lot of commotion outside. Hate when that happens. We had, you know, we we stayed. This didn't make my list because it was like. It could have easily, it was kind of low-hanging fruit, but it ended up working out okay when we stayed at the Red Roof Inn in Alabama a couple of days ago, or a couple of weeks ago. Everything was, was, you know, like as good as it could be for a first floor motel room. Uh, but the next morning when we were getting ready to leave, go back uh, home, there was definitely some, some big time commotion, a lot of yelling between a couple next door. And, uh, oh, that place too, I forgot to mention this. I went to get ice uh, that afternoon of John Paul Pandowski's wedding and uh, a frog came out of the ice machine when you like, you know, put your, put your bucket down under, you like press the button for the ice to come out. A frog came out. Poor little guy. I don't think he made it, but uh, he was still alive when he came out, but he looked very cold. So if I had a small little like coat I could put on him, that would have been good, but I didn't. So, um, other one, oh, Rachel had a bad Airbnb in San Francisco. She got bamboozled basically where they thought the, the neighborhood was in San Francisco, uh, where Airbnb had sort of placed it on the map because they don't tell you the exact address, but it was not what they thought. They ended up in the Tenderloin, which, excuse me, a very gritty part of San Francisco. And eventually they had to abandon ship, change places, and Airbnb uh, did not refund them. So. That's a bummer. Thank you to a uh, lovely fiance of the show, Rachel Ramos, 
for her contributions. Um, also, oh, uh, mentioning Champagne, one of the times we went down there for uh, Dad's Day weekend, which would have been like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I can't remember. Um, we couldn't figure out the shower. We can only get the water to come from the bathtub. After doing some extensive research when I got back home, I learned that this is an older school thing, and apparently there's like a lever inside of the faucet that you have to try to like reach for to turn on the shower, but I had never heard nor seen anything like that before. So apparently that's uh, what we should have been doing, but couldn't shower when we were down there, which was a bummer. Um, other honorable mentions I have here, because my laptop's on 13%. Um, Kano King in the Wisconsin Dells, just uh, growing up with that, like four beds, or sorry, like uh, two beds for like nine people made it work. And then uh, Grandma and Grandpa's Lake Chapeau Gazebo. Loved staying there, kind of fun, but when you wake up on those Minnesota mornings and it's like 50 degrees outside, a little bit chilly. So there you go. Email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Let us know about some of your uh, quality or low-quality stays. Um, Let's wrap things up here with our trivia question. Uh, Very straightforward here. The world's northernmost brewery is located on this island. And I will say I did research on this. I found a couple different sources, but I looked at a map for myself, and I feel pretty confident saying this. The world's northernmost brewery is located on this island. Go ahead and email us with your submissions. The answer here is the Svalbard Craft Brewery. If you're curious, it's spelled, uh, the brewery is called, uh, or spelled B-R-Y-G-G-E-R-I. Uh, sort of the Norwegian spelling of it. Uh, it's on Spitsbergen, which is the largest island of Svalbard. So if you said Svalbard, I'll give it to you because Svalbard's uh, actually just the archipelago. But the island itself is Spitsbergen, which is a great name, S-P-I-T-S-B-E-R-G-E-N. So there you go. That's uh, part two of this week's Beantown podcast, or I guess it's a new week, right? Always a new week. We did not record twice on the same day definitely would never happen uh but laptop's about to die thank you everyone for listening to our show we'll get our outro music going here my name is quinn david furness thanks for listening to this program i'll check in on you next week uh happy wedding matthew fiedler talk to you later bye